All right, welcome again to the Transient Identity Podcast. This is your host, Albert Thompson, where we obsess over everything consumer. Today, I have the esteemed pleasure of uh, having uh, two gentlemen from NGL Collective, uh, uh, Ben and David, joining. Uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yes, doing great, exactly. Yes, enjoying the, the day despite the circumstances. Right, right. Sounds great. So listen, uh, before we sort of get into the podcast, I'm going to allow you, each of you, the two of you to sort of introduce yourselves, as uh, what your role is with NGL and what brought us to the podcast today. Ben, you go first. Sure. Well, my name is uh, Ben Jesus. I'm the Chief Creative Officer of NGL Collective, and I also run our division, NGL Studios. I'm also a filmmaker, and, and more than that, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. So that's my uh, my main purpose with the with the company. Fabulous. And I'm David Chattel, CEO of NGL Collective. Um, I enjoy tennis, backgammon, and um, yeah, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> good, good. So listen, you know, the title of the podcast today is kind of the future of the virtual studio, and you know, to my understanding. You guys really sort of, your genesis was really more of a, a, on what I'd call the production side of the house. So can you, you know, give us a quick sort of snapshot of, you know, what, what that was all about, uh, you know, in contrast to your, your average Hispanic media company who, who really is media first and to a degree media only, minus, you know, some of your major television networks. I'll take it first, and I'd love to hear Ben's perspective, of course. So NGL Collective is a, a company that really runs the gamut. We do have a, a very strong media offering. You know, we're number one in ComScore and all that good stuff. Um, but really, if all we were was just a media platform, um, it would be much more transactional and low end of the funnel type of stuff. We as a company really uh, pride ourselves on being part of the strategic part of the conversation, on the ability to create content, uh, to amplify that content, you know, based on on sound research um, through through an insights division that we have. So, really, we're a full service media and entertainment company. Uh, that content and you know and of course media need to come together uh, in order to effectively create a program that, that that's engaging and, and really connects with the consumer. And so, really, the two first pillars of our company were media and studios and. I was the founder, but you know, very shortly after the company came to fruition, Ben and I crossed paths and um, we became fast friends and, and soon thereafter business partners. He had his own production company he can tell you about and how the, the logical evolution for him, again, being strictly just a production company, although lucrative, it made more sense for him to roll into a more diversified situation as well. So we're finding being diversified and offering all these different um, services, in this case for the advertiser clients that we serve, has really been great for us and, and for them. Ben, feel free to share your perspective. Sure. Well, I uh, like Dave mentioned, I had my own production company for about nine years in, in New York City. I came out of uh, MTV, so I've always been in the in the production side where, where kind of pop culture, music, and entertainment intersect. At MTV, I was one of the original producers of MTV Cribs, and I ended up launching my own company. And somewhere along the line, David Chattel and I linked up. Uh, he actually was partners at the time with John Leguizamo, who coincidentally was my childhood hero growing up. I was one of those theater kids. So one day he hired me to do some uh, comedy videos, some YouTube parody videos for a new venture that he was launching, which ended up becoming uh, NGL Media. And that's when they brought me into the fold. Uh, 
fast forward now, we've been uh, partners with John Leguizamo for the last 10 years. We've done several documentaries and we've uh, originally, we used to just do kind of the studios as kind of in, in-house departments to service some of the, uh, the branded content deals that were coming down. But then we realized, why don't we expand this and, uh, and add original content and, uh, and development into the, into the mix. And that's where we are now when all of a sudden, you know, this new reality kind of struck us all. So that's where we are at the moment. Okay, good. Well, thank you for the background, gentlemen. Great perspective on sort of what your roles are and why NGL has been successful. So, you know, prior to the, the pandemic, I mean, the virtual studio really wasn't a thing. It definitely wasn't a mainstream thing. I mean, matter of fact, it, there really wasn't much currency in it. You know, it's, it's not what clients ask for. It's, it's not something they were necessarily seeking out. You know, the business mantra around production has always been, you know, this sort of Michael Bay-esque-like production quality. You know, in, in CGI was really a marvel for, for major production outfits like Transformers or things in the Marvel Studio realm. So obviously, you know, coming full circle at, at light speed, no less, we find ourselves in a, you know, this sort of time and place where we can't connect virtually. You know, Hollywood comes to a ground stop. You know, production crews can't really effectively protect, uh, you know, practice social distancing because they're on top of each other in tight quarters and tight spaces as, as it's essentially how rolling production sets sort of work. So now we got clients on Zoom with, you know, their bathrobes, <laughs> they got no makeup on. You know, we got their cats making appearances in the screen like nationwide. You know, there's no window dressing anymore. Um, and essentially, obviously, sort of the movie magic about what you clean up post-edit production. How, how is that, you know, I mean, an infomercial looks amazing in, 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 the, in the current context of how we now see some of our clients or we even see ourselves. How is the lowest, you know, when you have this lowest common denominator of, of video, um, how has that paved the way for the acceptance of something it is now sort of virtually produced. You know, you don't have these amazing set opportunities in terms of production anymore. Um, but when you think about the Zoom factor, uh, in terms of it doesn't show our, our best selves or anyone's best selves, how has that all of a sudden made virtual like so acceptable, like overnight? You know what, Albert? I, I would say that cat videos have been popular for way longer than just the pandemic, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Touche, right? Right. Uh, I have a dog, by the way. She loves to make appearances. Um, you know, it's just a different world now. It takes nothing away from CGI and, 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 you know, all the good stuff that's, you know, I'll say high, high level production. We do plenty of that as well. But NGL is a company that's born out of digital. NGL is an entrepreneurial company and a company that is very much invested in the social space, working with influencers and, and people of this nature who have massive followings and are used to creating, as we call it, you know, micro content. So. This idea of leveraging our owned and operated assets uh, to do things like live takeovers or micro content with influencers or original series like the vodcast we launched. This is all sort of stuff that we were already in the space you know, doing. Um, what we did was we reorganized it, we, we amplified it a little and added some, some new aspects to it. And we wanted to make it more palatable. So in this case, you know, our advertiser partners could look at NGL and say, wow, you know, they really have a solution for the current situation. And this is a go-to company that, that really gets it uh, and is at the tip of the spear of what people are now doing. 
bathrobes and all. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're happy to embrace that. And you know, now is really a time where companies need to be agile and, and pivot. So for us, this was a micro pivot. We already had our studio. We were already doing a lot of the stuff. And it's really part right. of our DNA. Right, right. And, if, that's and if, I could, if I could add to it, yeah. What I would say is that despite how the, the kind of the, the, the world has changed so drastically, we have this new normal. Ultimately, we're still, we're still storytellers. So the fact that we're using different mediums or different production quality or different cameras or different approach, it really doesn't change the fact that ultimately a good story and a good storyteller is, is gonna be effective. And so that's really what we've leaned into. Like we've always been known as proven storytellers who are passionate and are, are really into purpose-driven content. So in many ways, it hasn't changed that drastically. Yes, the, the kind of the technique or the technology that allows us to do a lot more than we could have maybe even a few years ago is uh, is making this a little bit of a smoother transition. But ultimately, storytelling is storytelling. Whether yep. it's through a podcast or a video or a Michael Bay movement movie, it's got to be it's got to be good. And that's what we're really focused on as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Sounds great. So, you know, for a lot of clients now, and let's, let's step outside the NGL model. Um, they they see this as a workaround. I mean, it's, look, you can't do it in person. We need something, we gotta produce something. You know, I think uh, CVS really did a recent spot where all the talent was uh, women all in front of the mirror sort of primping, getting ready for the day. That makes it very easy uh, when you have one person going to a domicile and just filming someone, or they, they did it with a POV uh, camera and then it's stitched together. I mean, it's simple, brilliant, very effective. Um, you know. When the Pandora's box, as they say, is open, one thing that client will see is the level of agility and speed which you can produce. The other thing is the money. You know, live production sets cost way more than doing it virtual. Um, do you think there's a real future in the virtual studio, more from a client's perspective, when they see an, an acceptable execution in the, the, the cost saving is... I mean, it's undeniable. I mean, a lot of this, a lot of brands are procurement run. So when they see that it costs 25% of, uh, how does that now change the, 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 or, you know, even accelerate the conversation in its sustainability or, you know, it, are brands just going to happily revert back to what they were normally doing? Well, I think that's a great question. And I think there's going to be a combination of, of both, which okay. is, yes, of course, we're going to go back to some of the more high-end, bigger scale productions, and there is a place for that. But I also think that this allowed people to realize, wait a second, there is a way to do more without having to uh, to spend more. So, you know, in terms of like micro, in terms of influencer content, for example, they've been doing a great job, some of them editing and shooting on their own phones for, for years and have turned those into multi-million dollar businesses. We know them, we work with some of these influencers. So. I think that if you look at what they've been doing for a while, we've even borrowed some of the, the techniques and the ways that they tell stories. I think that there's no way to put that back in, the, regardless if we go into full-scale production, I think there's always gonna be this place for kind of having like a, a lower fi approach yep. to content. Because sometimes audiences don't, they don't respond, especially in the digital space, which is where we're, we kind of lean into. If it's almost too polished and too too kind of pristine a production, some of them click away, especially the millennials or the Gen Zers. It can actually be kind of counterintuitive to, to have something that's really polished if you want to get an effective message out. So I think when we go back into the new normal, 
I definitely think that this is going to be here to stay. I don't think we're going back to, okay, put away your uh, your your tiny cameras, no more shooting on iPhones. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's like we're going to we're going to just this is going to be another tool in the toolbox. And I I for one am, am pretty excited about it. I mean, it's we're we're kind of making lemonade out of lemons, but at the same time, this is this is an effective alternative. It's not just like, okay, this is we have to do this for the meantime. No, I think it's going to be here to stay in many ways. No, it's great to hear. Go ahead. I agree. It's great to hear that. So let's talk about that. Really, let's stay on that point. And let's let's talk about you know. Look, all clients have a brand standard, and if you look at their brand standard guidelines, it it all says high, highest level of production capability possible, whether it's photography or video. So in their mind, virtual is kind of like the poor man's version, <laughs> if you will. But if you look at the attention stack. You know, in today's world, the attention stack is your Snapchat, your TikTok, your YouTube, your Instagram, you know, just your Pinterest of the world. I mean, where people spend the most amount of time and all of that, you know, at the end of the day, builds impressions. We rewires our brains about how we think about affinity towards our hobby, favorite brands, what have you. What, what would your response be to the stigma that a, a client would have about that's the poor man's version of production? But obviously, flying in the face of the the attention stack, those platforms are really what's going to build the future of brand perception because it's where people are spending the most amount of their time. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, it's not an either or. Uh, it's not to say it's all going to be cat videos coming forward. Sorry to pick on cats for you cat lovers. Uh, you know, but it, it's definitely going to be a combination of both. This is nothing new. This is just bringing to the surface what, what already was. Um, and rather than focusing on, you know, the color correction hue necessarily, yep. I think brands should be focused equally on, is this an engaging video that has the attention and is capturing emotionally the audience that I want to connect with? If you're connecting with the audience at the end of the day and converting that into a sale or some level of engagement, depending on your, your whatever your KPI is, that at the end of the day is what matters most and should, should matter most. And frankly, as brands are looking to become more and more efficient, um, I think it's it's worth testing, and I think we're all learning from this. And people who might have been hesitant are now, you know, not by any choice of their own, leaning in on it. And I think, as Ben said, this is this is a train that already had left the station, and yeah. now more people, you know, have jumped on it. Exactly. And if I could add to that, I mean, even before this current climate happened, that NGL Studios. When we were shooting stuff for Facebook or we were shooting stuff for Instagram, even if we were doing like a high level celebrity endorsement deal and the content featured, let's say, Latin music superstar, there were things that we did that not not because we didn't have the budget, et cetera. It was, there was things that we did in terms of a production approach that were simply done because we knew that it was more effective for the media or the medium or the platform that we were, we were distributing it for. So it's like, just because you can do CGI or just because you can do all these tie-in tricks doesn't necessarily mean you should. So, you know, in many ways, we have been preparing for this style of production for, for quite a bit of time. And uh, I, I agree with what Dave said. It's people are just going to have to kind of get on the train and accept it and realize that the results are what matter more than anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thanks for that context, gentlemen. Yeah, I think it's great. It'd be great to see that uh, brands have a continuum of acceptance of production outputs from what's high level to you know what, what as you said not everything is in hi-fi has a, a, a different lens in terms of how it speaks to the audience um the, the other thing i wanted to get into is 
you know, there are some inherent differences in virtual, in, in particular on what's expected for the constituents on the other end. You know, if you're you're in a physical set, you have producer directors run around marshalling people. I mean, line by line, word by word, where to stand, how to smile, how to look. I mean, when you go virtual, you know, obviously there's, uh, you know, there's there's expectations for the other people, other people involved, say the talent. The ask is a little bit different. You know, what have you found that they must be good at when it's virtual, meaning you're not standing in their face, correcting everything from, you know, body language to, to lighting when you have staff to do that versus they have to participate that in some way. They have to be a little bit more aware. You know, they're not just a puppet essentially on the set that they, they, they have to understand how how to pull it off from a virtual uh, virtual context. It'd be great to get some perspective on that, especially if you guys, you know, this was just a minor pivot for you, so you've been doing it for, for a while, means you, you've seen what does not work, but you've also, to a degree, mastered what needs to work and what kind of people you need to be working with. Yeah, I would say, again, NGL is not a traditional agency by any means. We're a media and entertainment company that leads with content first. And as such, you know, we're not necessarily out there producing um, a very, very structured 30 second or 15 second or 60 second commercial, yeah. uh, such as what you're describing. So Ben will walk through it in a minute, but we have a very particular process about how we work with talent and how we provide a guide for how we'd like the conversation to go or the content to flow and certain mandatory things that of course we need to touch upon, but it's much more fluid, organic, and therefore authentic in the types of you know content that we produce. In a virtual setting, it's really not that different. Just the direction is given virtually. I'd love Ben to, um, you know, to to speak to that and um, talk about his process because I think it's, you know, we've sort of been training all our lives for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's true. I mean, listen, there's there's definitely some different. There's a learning curve, let's just say, for an influencer who maybe or celebrity, let's say, who hasn't done at home production on their own. So we definitely have to do a bit more hand-holding depending on what level they were at before we came in with, a, let's say, a branded content project. But for example, we just did a, a project with a, a big uh, Latin music celebrity, and he had already been producing tons of content at home on his own before this happened. So with him, he was very easy. It was a very turnkey process. Of course, we provided some guidelines. It's important to have really great sounds. That's one thing that people kind of underestimate is like sound is almost more important than the video side of it but um it's really runs the gamut if it's an influencer who has done tons of content on their own they're ready for this moment if it's a celebrity we do a little bit more hand holding yep. to the point where we can ship cameras we can ship tripods we're there virtually during the entire process we do a location scout in their house so that uh we can see where the best location might be but um, I would venture to say like the one that we just did with this Latin music celebrity that I, uh, that I was referencing came out as good as any of the stuff that's out there during this time with, with the kind of the, the effective messaging, but the still like kind of the user generated feel. And then we just had to do a little bit of cleanup on the post side and then we sent it out and it's been viewed millions of times so far. So it, it really runs the gamut. Wow, good stuff, good stuff. So, you know, tell us about some of the, or at least one of the, you know, one sort of cool project you're you're working on that's, you know, that's very much sort of in the virtual realm um, of production. Just, you know, just curious as to, you know, what's in the hopper. And look, don't have to divulge any more 
information than you, you need to, but just no, be no curious. No worries, no worries. Well, there's there's one thing that we're really excited about. Well, before this happened, we had been doing uh, a ton of projects. We probably had about 10 things in motion in pre-production and various stages of post when everything hit. One of those uh, clients of ours was a big, uh, an automotive uh, manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And we had um, we had a, sh- a shoot date set up. We were they were shipping the car to Los Angeles. We had the, the talent was booked, the locations were booked, things were we were like at the one yard line, you know, pre-pro meeting, all that good stuff happened. All of a sudden this this struck us all and we had to pivot and we said, wait a second, well, what about the footage that you guys had for the general market commercial you did with um, you know, with the same vehicle? Mm-hmm. Do we have access to the raw footage of that? Okay, great, we do. Okay, do we have access to um, some influencers who could kind of participate in almost like a sketch, almost like a dream sequence where they're dreaming of this car? <laughs> I love it. We, we have them dreaming in their bedroom, again, with an influencer who knows how to work a camera with our guidance, of course. And as soon as they lay down into the bed, they're dreaming. And we transition into this dream focus of this beautiful car shot on a million dollar commercial. We start cutting and we do a voiceover where the guy is dreaming out loud about what he thinks about this car and all the features and it's incredible. And all of a sudden he wakes up, we cut back into his bedroom and then we realize he was dreaming. He looks over his nightstand and he sees that that he has the car keys there. So after all, he's living the dream. So that was one that we're really excited about. Um, I like that. And and again, if, if we hadn't been pushed into this little bit of a corner, we might not have had the opportunity to present this this kind of idea to the client. We loved it from the beginning, but they were obviously more open to it. So that's a good example of something we're doing right now. Yeah, I love that. That that's you know, it's one of those things where the circumstance creates a new narrative that maybe even better than what the original would have been because the original would have been very much sort of step and repeat. Uh, just because of all the stuff that, that the OEMs tend to do that has too much of a semblance of what the last one did. Um, look, you know, one of the things I was going to get into is what innovations you feel like are still necessary or, or remaining in, in the virtual production space. But, you know, based upon what you guys have clarified, you've sort of been there. Um, you know, so I, I think probably from from your perception, it's like, hey, um, we're, we're good. We're been tracking, been moving, evolving. I, you know, what's, what do you think is the 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 change in per, perception? I mean, again, necessity is the mother of all invention. That's kind of where we are now. Um, but have you, you know, in terms of the perception of, of, of the value that comes out of virtual, what are, what's, has there been any, what's the kind of feedback that you, you guys witness, you know, personally from clients in, in seeing it, whether, you know, look, I, I know they have this. There's the stigma. They probably have the doubts. Where they feel as good about it. But what are this, what are some of the positive reinforcements you guys have heard? Where you're like, yeah, like we we've always been on the right track. Yeah, I think when people come to work with NGL, um, shameless plug, we were voted one of the best entrepreneurial companies in America in the last two years, which we're super proud of. By Congratulations, magazine. You know, I think people know that they're coming to a company that is innovative. We like to say we're refreshing. <laughs> pun intended, Latinx media and entertainment. It's a refresh and we ourselves are a refreshing approach to how to speak to this audience, regardless of the platform you know, that we're, we're, we're leveraging. And so for us, I, I think we're, we're used to people coming to us and looking for innovation, looking for forward thinking and, and the type of spirit that we bring to the table. So um, 
I would say a more traditional shop, you know, it might be a more less of a natural transition for mm -hmm. us. This is, like I said, Albert, we've been training all our lives for this moment. We've been doing it. We've been doing it since the get-go. You great. know, this is this. We're, we were born out of this. So, yeah, necessity is the mother of all invention. And frankly, we didn't need the pandemic to tell us that this is the way the market was moving. Right, right. That's great stuff, gentlemen. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed having you guys on. I hope people enjoy the content. I mean, you guys gave a unique perspective. And, uh, you know, it, it, I love the, the notion of we've been training for this all our lives. It's like you woke up the next day and like this, this, this is the world we're right. in versus this is something we've been we're chipping away at. So it's right. great stuff. We're like, we're like the people who are planning for the apocalypse, you know, in our bunker. And now it's here. We're ready. We're ready. We, we got stockpiles. We got beans. We got beans. Right, Come right, right. Us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Albert, thanks for this opportunity. It was great talking to you and stay safe. Absolutely. You guys take care. You too, Albert. Take care. Absolutely.